0: Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible and Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker. I am glad you're joining me on the podcast. I am grateful for you. I am grateful that you know Jesus and that you are walking with him and that we can spend some time together just reflecting on his word together, both on this podcast and really every week. And if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, super glad you're here. Our heart on the Bible and Life is to provide what I like to call blue jeans theology, and what I mean by that is just down-to-earth theology, down-to-earth Bible teaching, um, Bible teaching that's in the language of everyday life, that's set down in the context of everyday life, with the goal that you and I can follow Jesus more fully and more completely right in the midst of our everyday life. And so that's our heart. That's our goal. This ministry, the Bible in Life podcast, the Listener's Commentary, if you're not familiar with that, that's where I teach straight through Bible books, much like a written commentary, but I do it in audio fashion. That's available on your podcast player as well. The Listener's Commentary. So the Bible in Life, the Listener's Commentary, some of the other things I'm creating, online courses and the Bible study hub that goes along with the Listener's Commentary. All of that is a listener-supported, crowd-funded Bible teaching ministry that's made possible by the faithful support and generosity of everyday people just like you and me. And so, I'm so grateful for you. If you're a supporter of this ministry, and there are people whose lives are being touched and impacted all around the world, and that's made possible by your generosity. So, thanks a ton for that. And if You have uh, been thinking about it, been impacted by this ministry in some way. Uh, Would you prayerfully consider just joining the team of supporters? And obviously, no pressure on that. But if you're able to help support this ministry, man, the Lord is using it to do good all around the world. So thanks a ton for your support and for your faithful prayers. Before we jump into the content for this episode, uh, something of a personal note that i just thought i would share with you it's it may uh, impact um some recording at the beginning of the year but for over a year i've been having a lot of problems with my right hip and uh been doing physical therapy for six seven eight months just wasn't getting any better finally decided i just need to go get some x-rays turns out i got a bad hip (laughs) uh Slightly malformed from birth with a shallow socket and an oblong ball that don't really line up. I've got no cartilage left in my right hip. Completely bone on bone. Plenty of bone cur- spurs uh, have grown now. It's pretty locked up. Like I I can barely move that hip. Like my wife keeps having to help me put a sock on my right foot because I can't bend my leg enough to get down there. All of that's fairly embarrassing when you figure I'm not that old um and yet it's just a byproduct of playing lots of sports on a hip that um just wasn't quite didn't quite come out of the womb quite right right uh, so here's what that means is january 4th i'm actually having hip replacement surgery so i'm about 6 weeks or 7 weeks or so um and um Recovery on that doesn't sound like it'll be too awful if everything goes smoothly. And so, but I just wanted to mention that may impact uh, if I'm able to get some recording done for the first of the year ahead of time or not. We'll see how it all plays out um, with all the doctor's appointments and whatnot. But would you would you just pray about that for me? Pray for uh, quick healing, for smooth surgery, for financial provision, right? Working on your own. As I do, I got pretty poor health insurance. And so... Uh, just pray that the Lord would take care of all the details of that, work all that sort of stuff out as uh, I look t- forward to that at the beginning of the year. I'm confident that once I get the, the surgery, things will be uh, much better for uh, my physical well-being uh, and I'll sleep better and everything else. So I'm looking forward to it in one sense, but there's just a lot that goes along with that. So just wanted to mention that to you since uh, we're friends and family here on The Bible and Life and just wanted to ask you if you would, you would uh, pray for my hip over the next few weeks, and particularly from January 4th on. All right. On this episode, wanted to jump into a phrase, again, that shows up in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, right at the end of verse 1. It's just a little phrase, and I think it's a very important and powerful phrase that's worthy of our reflections. Here's the phrase, perfecting holiness in the fear of God perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And that phrase, to put it in the, it says, obviously, it's just part of a sentence. Here's the whole sentence. Here's all of verse one. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God." Um, and notice it's based on these promises. Therefore, having these promises, and that takes you back to the end of chapter six, right? Where, where he talks about he strings together a series of Old Testament quotes. that's all about how God's going to come and dwell with his people. And he's going to call them his children, his sons and daughters. And we're going to be united with him. And we're going to be like his temple as people, Uh, not a physical um, building temple, but a fleshly human temple among whom God's going to dwell. And that's who we are. So he's going to live among us and we'll be his sons and and his daughters. Therefore, Because that's the truth, because we're going to be God's temple and he's going to dwell among us. Therefore, having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And the word holiness is, again, it's one of those Bible words, those religious words, that sometimes we don't just pause and reflect on. What does it really mean? And the basic idea of the word holy is set apart, or different, or unique, or distinct. So like when God is described as holy, it describes both his being and his character. That in his being, God is holy. He is set apart and distinct and unique and different from all other beings in the universe. There's only one God. And so he is distinct in being. He's different from us as creatures. He's the creator. We're creatures, right? He's infinite. We're finite. He's uh, all powerful. We're very limited in what power we have. He's different and unique and set apart from us and distinct. He's holy in being. But God is also holy in character. He's pure um, and he's clean and he's holy in the way he acts and in the desires he has. And and the word holiness can refer to both of those kinds of things. It can refer to being set apart in, in sort of a being sort of way or a status status, sort of way, or it could be referred to your character and your behavior. And Christians, those in Christ, are holy in both senses. We've been set apart for God. We belong to him. We're his, and and we're his for his purpose and his name's sake. We exist for him. In that sense, we're set apart for him. We're, We're set apart from the rest of the world, the rest of society, the rest of culture as belonging to him. We're holy in that sense. But also, our character and our behavior is meant to be holy, distinct, different, unique, other than the rest of the fallen way humans act and live and the ambitions and desires and aims of fallen humanity. We're supposed to be different from that. Set apart from that, distinct from that. That's holy. Well, that's the sense here in 2 Corinthians 7 1, when it says perfecting holiness, it's talking about our character and our behavior, cleansing ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit. We are to be holy, unique different, becoming like God's character, uh, reflecting his holiness, his character back into the world so that um, as his image bearers, we are imaging him. And that's really at the heart of what it means to be created in his image. It means that we reflect him. We image him into this world. And so, by virtue of our character and our behavior, we are to do that. And hence the call, perfecting holiness in the fear of of God. And notice that last phrase, in the fear of God. That's the motivation for this here, that um, the, the fear of God should motivate us to holiness. Now, what does the fear of God mean? Well, we've probably talked about that here recently on the podcast but but it is important for us to to not lose that we don't talk about that um, very often and the the idea is recognizing that God dwells among us the the infinite almighty Creator God dwells among within us and among us as his people. That's where the emphasis of the end of chapter 6, that he's going to live among them and be their people. Listen to some of these words at the end of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I will dwell among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my, my people. And then attaches another Old Testament passage. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate Be set apart, be distinct, be different. Don't touch what is unclean. I will welcome you. I will be a father to to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. These are the great promises that uh, chapter 7, verse 1 is based on and referring to. And so when it says in the fear of God, it's just this, this deep sense that the almighty, all powerful, infinite, holy God, he's our father. He lives among us, um, and we want to honor him with our lives. That's this idea of in the fear of God. That includes that our, our what we do with our bodies, what we do in our life matters, right? We already saw that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, when he talks about uh, that we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be repaid for what we've done in our body, whether good or bad, like our lives, we're accountable for how we use our body, how we use our life, what we do with our time, what we do with our resources, what we, how we live. That we're accountable for that and we're going to be held accountable for that. And then in verse 11 there of chapter 5, it says, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord. like One of the things the fear of the Lord means is that our lives are accountable to God um, and they're going to be evaluated by him. And we want to honor him as his people. And since he lives among us, we don't want to offend him. We don't want to dishonor him. Uh, since we're living also as his image bearers in a fallen world and a fallen culture, we certainly don't want to drag the name of Jesus through the mud, right? We don't want him to solely his name by and image him poorly. So we want to honor him. Now, again, all of that has to be understood in the context of the circle of grace, we're in Christ, we're fully forgiven, we're fully reconciled to God. He's for us. He nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. He loves us devotedly. And so we're secure in his love, we're secure in his grace, but that love should motivate us to say I want to honor my father. I want to please him. I want to use my life for him. I want to be a good image bearer of him. So Lord, help me do that. That's the motivation here for holiness. And notice it says perfecting holiness. Like, it's not its not like we just are motivated to, ah, I'll, I'll just kind of be holy enough. I'll be a little bit holy, right? If we really want to honor God and we really love him and we really want his name to be put up in lights and we really want to to bring glory to his name and be a good image bearer, then it's not just like eh I'll do a little bit of holiness that's that's good enough i want to perfect it <laughs> and the idea of perfect it is, is is bring it to completion bring it to its intended goal like we're 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 resolving and completing holiness like that's our dream that's our desire now the reality is we know that um, between now and the time we 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 go to glory, that's 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 a high standard that we'll probably never fully reach, right? Um, there's going to be those times where oh man, I messed up and I wasn't very holy there, and that's where grace and forgiveness and the security of God's love comes in to reassure us, okay, I don't have to beat myself up as if I'm a complete failure. I don't have to uh, think, oh man, what a screw up. You sure didn't perfect holiness that time. No, God loves me and he's not looking down on me and he's not out to get me. He's for me. And yet my dream and my, my heart's desire is I want to be a good image bearer. So God, I'm sorry that I didn't perfect holiness right there. Will you help me be more holy going forward? And so we aim to perfect, to bring to completion holiness in the fear of the Lord. And so here's here's a suggestion for you. I find this kind of thing helpful. Like when the scriptures call us to meditate on the scriptures, what that means is turn the scriptures over and over in our mind, chew them up, remind ourselves and say them out loud. And so here's my suggestion. While you're um, driving around town, Uh, When you have those free moments where your mind is free, just return to this phrase in your mind, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Just return to it. Say it to yourself. Uh, Meditate on it. Imagine it. What would it look like? Lord, grant me grace to do that more than I do that now. And just my suggestion is, is that you would just maybe for the next week after listening to this podcast, you just would chew uh, up that phrase and you would turn that phrase over and over in your mind. And you would prayerfully consider that phrase and, and ask the Lord to use it to help move you and stir you to, to uh, be more holy than you have been before. That's the way I'm using that phrase. Um, and I wanted to invite you to do the same thing uh, so that together we all could be the holy people of God that hallow his name, that treat his name as holy and worthy of honor and respect. And so, as we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, would you help me to be a person in my My living and my speaking that does that hallowed there is from the root word of holiness. I want to hallow your name. I want us, not just me individually, but us corporately to be a people who we image the wisdom and the goodness and the joy and the love and the truth of God himself in this world. We hallow his name. We treat it as holy. We reflect it into the world as holy. And so um, over the next week, uh, I invite you just to take this phrase, perfecting holiness in the fear of God and chew on it, think on it, meditate on it, reflect on it as you drive around, as you walk around, as you go about your day, as you have quiet moments. Uh, Just come back to that phrase and prayerfully consider what it would look like to be a person who's pursuing holiness fully and wholeheartedly. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible in Life podcast. Thanks again for those of you who support this ministry. May God bless you, May he fill you with his peace and joy. May you have a great week in Christ. I look forward to talking to you again next week.